Welcome to Scene Partners. Nice. <laughs> I knew you were going to wait. What was that? What I was knew that, that you just did? Partners. That's what I said. I knew you were going to wait, and I thought, I bet if I don't say anything, this is going to be complete silence. People are going to be like, oh, man, buffering. Do you think if I edit around that? <laughs> oh, man. That's the thing. I have no idea what you do on your magical device. That computer right there? Oh, the editing thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going great. Hey, before we like really dive into this, I have to ask you a question. Mm. Because I'm very curious. I'm not good with questions. I know. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. answer it though. I keep seeing this thing online. What is this satan satin thing that people keep posting about? About satan? Yeah. Satin? Yeah. Satan? Yeah, they're like, get behind me, Satan. Satan. Oh, oh dang it. Oh. You did it to yourself. Was this a joke? It was a joke to lead Aww. into this week's topic. Oh, which is get behind me. Very superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be superstitious. Don't be superstitious. Don't be superstitious. Don't be superstitious. That was a real treat to watch you actually perform hey, and our dance. Our friend Amanda is FaceTiming <laughs> us right now. Oh, is would she? It be, would it be awkward to answer a FaceTime from her while we're recording? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> because it feels like, because she just got a new house. Hello, Amanda. <laughs> How's that new house? Do, do you have any topics that you want us to use? We don't know if this is going to work. What are you recording? What is the topic of this week? We're doing superstitions. And Chris is screaming at me right now inside his brain. He's like, man, we're going to have to edit all around this. <laughs> no, I think if you get her close to the mic, we won't have to edit around it. Oh, okay. We're doing superstitious. Like, superstitious? <laughs> yeah, like superstitions in theater. In theater? Yeah, do you have any superstitions? Well, I'm sure you've already talked about the ones I know. Oh, we, are- we haven't. We actually just started, so we haven't talked about anything yet. Oh. Like the intro music just played. These people don't know what's in store for I mean, them. The most famous, of course, is. How dare you? We haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's never feed Cody cheese before a show. Yeah, don't feed me cheese before a show. Um. <laughs> that, that should be number one, actually. Not the safety of all cast members. <laughs> I'm so excited that you FaceTimed us during our podcast from your house. This is so awesome. We normally do this on Tuesdays, and this is a Friday fun day. And it's all set up. Oh, everybody's loving this, that I can see this. We'll just send them. I'm taking a screen recording of it, so they all get it. I'm just saying, like, it actually looks like somebody lives here. Well, almost like an Airbnb, really, because it's not quite there. (laughs) You know your house is fancy when you compare it to an Airbnb. (laughs) I have such nice things. People can stay here. Everything is put away and safe in case someone visits. We're not, there's nothing in it, like a value yet, like that's like making it cozy, like a <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not true. Your furniture is very oh heavy. Oh my gosh! When there was one time in Chicago that I we Airbnb'd the apartment that I was living in while we were on contract, and the uh, the things that were broken that you would never expect. Well, at the moment, you might possibly, depending on what it sounds like, you might be the first ever guest at this moment. 
<laughs> As the first ever guest, do you want to ask us anything? I won't say the second one. But, like, the most famous one, right? Like, that generally people know that is not necessarily related to if you've ever been on the stage. Because I feel like the second one is one that people know if you've been on stage, right? And that's... But the first one is Break a Leg, correct? Oh, so yeah. That yeah. has to be the most famous for theater and non-theater people. But do you know why Break a Leg is is said? Well, I would imagine that someone actually broke their leg. <laughs> <laughs> First off, I love that you said leg. You leg. just cannot shake the California root. Um, you, David. Ooh, David. Legs. Um, so, no, it wasn't quite that somebody broke a leg. I wonder if Chris knows the answer to this question. I do. <gasps> Chris, enlighten us. Do you? Okay. All right. Here we go. The reason is because years ago, when people would go. Years. I mean, years, years. ago. We're talking like Shakespeare. <laughs> talking like. More than two years ago. Yeah, it was like about five, ten years ago when Cody first started, you know, acting. <laughs> it's been a long, full life. Um, uh, they would they would tell the actors, uh, well, the actors would go up to the end of, at the end of the show. They would stand there and if they would throw like money or, or flowers and things like that, they would then bow to the audience. And it was the breaking of the leg. Leg. <laughs> That's interesting because what I always heard, and I have heard that before too, but I've also heard because all these superstitions have many different, like, you know, who we say it because of this. That one makes way more sense. You mean the word origin? Yeah. Oh, the origin. Oh, my goodness. You see, Chris just lets me say things and then I get away with it. What's bad um, is when I listen to it back, I'm like, oh, he should have said that he one word said that. to sum up all that he was trying to say. Yeah, he just went all around <laughs> it and said, a bunch of different words. Yeah, so the other origin that I heard was that um, somebody wished someone to break a leg because they wanted to take their role. So that was Spider-Man the musical. It was just, it, oh, no, no, no. That was, oh, that's tragic. People died. That's very scandalous. People died. Chris always has a habit of bringing up things as a joke where there has been death or, like, extreme <laughs> sadness. Wait, whoa, whoa, hey. It's like you make me sound like I only tell dark jokes. That's not true. It's saying that you tell unfortunate jokes. and then <laughs> Unfortunately timed jokes is much different. Than they're, they're unfortunately timed. I do get that. I get that. Very okay, good. Amanda, we're going to try to finish our podcast, and I'm so excited I got to see your house and that you got to be on our show and talk about the breaking of the legs. Amazing. Yeah. So, all right. Very excited. And I, I used all the likes just for you for my <laughs> California. <laughs> I also enjoy that through this, you have adjusted your hair five times as if you're being reported. <laughs> like you're on this. Like screen. everyone can actually see her. <laughs> <laughs> I can see myself. That's the problem. <laughs> Unless I, you know, flip it. So that's no, I that's do that. enjoy that most of the time when you FaceTime with somebody, they just end up looking at themselves the whole time anyway. Yeah. Do you Wait, not like blow yourself up just so you can look at just you? you at I don't yourself. even know how to do that. Obviously, if I started theater when theater started, I definitely don't know how to. Definitely. <laughs> I definitely don't know how to do that. <laughs> All right, it's time for you to. It's t- like you look okay. It's not like a, oh, hey, I'm beautiful thing. It's like more like. 
God, I hope I don't have, you know, like something on my face or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been fun. All right, Amanda. Well, it was great to randomly have a guest for the first time on accident and yet on purpose. Yes, wonderful. I'm very glad to have been a part of this experience. (laughs) (laughs) This is not something that Chris has heard very often, but he's excited to hear it. He's excited to hear it. So thank you so much. Enjoy your new house. We're so excited for you. Come eat uh, food soon. Oh, well, invite us. And yes, we will. Okay, we love you. Bye. 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 (laughs) That was such a smartless bye. Uh, I don't know if any of that was useful. Okay, so we're talking about superstitions. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. So we talked about break a leg with Amanda. Yeah. And hopefully, like some of that audio is usable. Obviously, it was face FaceTimed. Yeah, it was a little hard to hear, but I I, I do believe that I, I've heard your theory yeah. before. I think yours is probably correct. Yeah, because mine think, is more or less like some kind of like man. Yeah, we want him to break a leg. So we yeah. Go on. I think when they go out there, or they, when they used to go out there, they would throw like the, uh, oh, what was the thing? What was the the actual like coins, the gold coins or whatever they would throw, and they would like bow for their bows or whatever. <laughs> I think it's also tuppence. <laughs> Is that not what I said? You said tuppence. Tuppence a pound. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And how's yeah, your you day saying, going? You're like, dude, in a mood. it's just it's just happening. <laughs> you know, whenever you you go from being, you know, professional theater artist to fine arts teacher for middle school and lower school, you just kind of start to change a little bit. I think maybe may, I'm going through a change. And this is my new personality. I'm just going through a season. I'm going of through life. a season of life. And this is my <laughs> new personality. And and you're just going to deal with it. OK. Um. So. Uh, so, yeah, the break a leg thing is a very common superstition. Yeah. But, you know, I wonder why superstition and the tradition, I mean, tradition is so intense in theater. Yeah. And I feel like the tradition is steeped in superstition. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But why? I think it's like, well, we're talking about the, uh, the, the Michael Jordan documentary the other day. And remember uh, when he went to that one game and he wore like the original Air Jordans? That oh yeah, he wore even though in Madison his feet Square were bleeding, yes, he still did it. it. He didn't even change shoes, and he was like, "I am in so much pain." But I think it has something to do with like that. You have this, I don't want to change the thing that's making me do well or yeah. do good. I'm this doing one great, time. so I don't want to change anything. Yeah, so you have that lightning in a bottle experience. It's, it's almost like addictive. Yeah. Like, say you drink Diet Coke and take ibuprofen and you feel the best you've ever felt your entire life. So you, like, try to recreate that experience. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, whenever I'm in a show, if something has gone well and I always try to recreate every step that I did, not in the moment, but leading up to the moment. And it's so interesting. It's it's like, you know, whenever I – so I went and I got a a red eye from Tamp and Grind and I went into the theater – and whenever I was there, I walked my part this specific way. So I'm going to do that again and just try to be in the same exact headspace. I think maybe that's what it is, just recreating that feeling or headspace that got you to the perfect moment. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I do that almost every show. Like, I try to 
especially after that first show, like what worked, what didn't, and let me like recreate all those circumstances leading up to that. But it's got to be a trick of the mind. Because that's really all you're doing. Oh, it's doing. definitely you're, placebo effect. Yeah, you're just yeah. you're just like, no, now I'm good. You're d- doing what you can to make sense of this impossible thing you're about <laughs> yes. to try to do. Yes. Because where there's no predictability. Maybe <gasps> that's what it is. You have so little power in the moment because it's happening live that you do everything you can to convince yourself that you have a the power. Oh, yeah. But you have none. Oh, for sure. Like, say, <laughs> before we walk out, before I ever walk out, I, I like to have that moment of just like three seconds to myself where I'm just clear my mind, take a deep breath, walk out. And then it's like, I'm clear. I'm mm-hmm. good. And, and I don't know what that is. If it, and, and then if I don't get that, then I'm just thrown off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. I feel the same way. I mean, I know it's this is so strange, but. I think we all have our own little weird ticks that we do before yeah. we go on that kind of get us in the zone. And I remember, um, I remember whenever I was first starting out and doing theater and starting to actually understand this process and starting to feel a little bit more and being like, Hey, you know, there is something to this and mm-hmm. learning more about it. And I remember watching one of my mentors, Richard Gordney, right before we went on and we did the two man show that we did before we did tuna and he would stand there and he would shake his legs. This sounds very weird. <laughs> but he would stand, he, w- he was standing up and he would shake his legs back and forth with his knees like passing by really fast. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Um, and then he would like kind of like do this weird little shoulder shake like dance motion thing. And he was like, okay, now I've gotten the jitters out and I'm ready to go on stage, I guess. And I don't know when it happened, but I just kind of started doing the same thing. I was about to say, I've seen you do that. Every I know, show. and I don't know why I do it, and I'll catch myself doing it. And in a way, it's kind of sweet because it reminds me of of him, and yeah. then I'm like, yeah, this is we're we're gonna have a good show. And then, and and it also surprises me because I don't even think about doing it; it just happens. But now it's gotten to the point of if I don't do it, what will happen? I don't oh know. yeah. Maybe well, that, maybe nothing happens. That's like you you make fun of me for doing the the ten push ups before I before every show. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like well I do that to keep my energy get the blood well, I flowing. Get that. So you I just can, gotta like get warm. Yeah, I understand that you gotta have some energy going in. That's why I've never and you know I I look back now and I think about how many times I've probably bothered people <laughs> when I'm just like trying to chat with them before we walk off and it's like. Now I don't I don't oh, talk yeah. to anybody. I just like try to keep to myself and like I I know my process and I try not to bother other people with their process. Mm-hmm. And that can sometimes and, and it's interesting because people will begin to think like, "Oh, well he just, you know, he's not into the experience. He doesn't want to really like hang out with us. He doesn't want to be our friend." It's like that's not really what it is. I just really want to be in the right headspace for yes. the show as for the reason why we're all here. Afterwards, we can hang out and do whatever, but I want to make sure that I nail this at least for an hour. <laughs> oh, dude, for sure. That's like when we were doing, um, I will leave the show unnamed so that I can uh, oh. keep the anonym, anonymity. Anonymity? Anon- I shouldn't ask you how to pronounce Anonymities. words. Anonymities. Uh, but yeah, to keep it anonymity. completely yeah, anonymous, um, when I had to walk off and then I had to come back for this emotional scene, and this person out in the lobby continued to talk to me. And and they were like, oh, I, hey, I know how to 
I know how to do your 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 oh. thing that you do. And I was like, <laughs> it took me this long to remember. What yeah, because I remember about. like one one night after the show, I just went off, and I felt like such a diva talking about it. But it was like. I need these these like four minutes to get yeah. into the right headspace to walk back on for this incredibly well, heavy scene. It's a scene. lot to get into those emotions. I mean, it is a lot to do it in a believable way. I mean, you could have gone out there and and faked it. Yeah, but what's the point? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want like every person that paid to be in the audience deserves. They deserve it. My best. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes for other people where they think they may be being nice or polite or yeah. excited to see you and then they're they they jump on and they're like oh let's have this conversation it's like i'm sorry i need a moment and yeah. then it's kind of can feel like you're a jerk yeah in that moment they're like no i'm i'm not being a jerk and, and in all honesty it's kind of you yeah um i felt I'm that way but it was like trying really I, hard i, I get what you're coming from you're trying to like have this <laughs> but camaraderie this just isn't the moment yeah after the show I'm a totally different it. person. I promise. Yeah. We can ha- we can hang out and we can talk, but in this moment, before I go on stage and I have to, you know, have this incredibly emotional scene that you spoke of, it yeah, I need I need a second. Yeah. <laughs> I need a second. I mean, I feel the same. I remember when we were doing um Angels in America, which I talked about, I realized that was kind of the first time that I realized because act 2 started with my character's illness really taking hold. Oh, and, and it opens with him having this horrific experience. And there's like a lot of blood involved. And it's just really, really hard. It was a hard moment. And I mean, like the, the lights fade out and you hear screaming. Yeah. And so it was like, how do I get in this space? And so it became to where at intermission, I just, I never left the show. I didn't have a break. Yeah. It was like, okay, I, I have to stay in it or I won't have the energy to to bring forth and to dedicate to this moment that deserves it. So, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and that, like, you need all 15 of those minutes to, like, make that moment real. To Yeah, to, to stay in it. I mean, if we would have jumped straight from scene to scene, I probably would have been okay but yeah. that like lull where you kind of relax i, I couldn't relax you want to i mean you know people want to chat with you and say hey this mm-hmm. is like you, you guys are doing great and what are you guys doing after this you guys so like i would really love to hear all of yeah. these things and i would love to do all those things and we can talk about it later yep <laughs> so it ended up me just having to completely separate myself from everyone and just pace in a circle and look crazy yeah um so one an- another thing that i think uh, like a superstition um, is that, that a lot of people know about, we can get these out in the beginning is the, Oh, we had a bad, we had a bad final dress. So we have a great open. Yeah. And I <laughs> cannot tell you how many times I have said that, that it, mm, bad dress, good open. I, I have had that personally <laughs> where it has happened. It has happened, like where there yeah. has been a bad dress and a great open. The 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 dress was so bad. I thought, I am ashamed. I am a part of this show. Yeah, there's no way that we can get through it. But you know, sometimes I wonder: is the dress just so bad that when you open, it's just so much better than that bad dress that it's not really a great show. It's just better. Maybe, but I also think it's like we're so passionate about it. Yeah, <laughs> that we're true. like, I want to deliver the best product that I can. And, mm-hmm. and when I see that it's not there on, op- uh, you know, grand dress, it's like, mm, yeah, it's I, hard. Mm, it's really mm. difficult. It's really difficult to keep going. Um, a 
apparently this just really just started as an old wives tale to make people feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I the mean, placebo effect. There's no other explanation. It was just a way for a director to be like, hey, look, tomorrow, like to try to get people's spirits up. Like this was terrible, but don't worry because that means tomorrow it's going to be great. But for some reason that's latched on and even I talking about it right now, believe it. A hundred percent. And what's, but crazy, what's strange is when you have a great final dress, you, you still, still have a like, great show. You're still like, oh, we're going to have a great opening. I have been I have been a part of a show shows where even for whatever reason, actors will only turn it on when there's an audience. Oh, my gosh. That is the hardest. <laughs> and it's like, where were you at in rehearsal? We could have been having so, so much fun. You could go so much further. Ugh. I, I'm always, I, and I know that's hard. That's a hard habit to, to be like, I can't just regenerate this energy. I can't make this energy happen when there's not an audience. So I'm not going to give it a hundred percent because I just don't feel it. Yeah. And I'll feel it when all any audience is there. It's like, well, I'm giving you a hundred percent right now in rehearsal and <laughs> right. I would appreciate you giving me the same so that I know what to expect and we can continue to grow. Yes. That's Ugh. how I felt all during tuna. How dare you? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I said, "How dare you!" Before I even heard really what you said. You knew. You knew. I was like, "Gotta <laughs> Just like it's gotta be about me. Um, yeah. Uh, so bad dress. But I think that also, like that, that had to have been done one time, and it like worked finally. <laughs> well, I think just like anything, theater, no matter where it has taken place in the world is always a small community. So True. one thing works, everybody's going to know about it. Yeah, it's like a, a wildfire that grows as a result. Oh, of yeah, it's going to spread everywhere. And it's be like, wait, when you told your cast this, it worked? Oh, okay, I'm going to do it. Even if it doesn't work, maybe it will work. I mean, in psychology, you would just call that, like, reverse psychology. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, this was, this, you know. This was terrible, this was bad, but tomorrow's going to be, be great. great. Yeah. Um, you know, what's... So leading from dress to dress, have you heard about the blue dress? Oh, don't wear blue on stage. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard that? You've heard that? Yes, I've heard that. Man, I have never heard that. I've I really thought this was going to throw stage. you for a loop. And I've seen blue dresses on stage. This is pretty much all fallen away. But do you know why? I do not know why, and I've just been told that, and I have worn blue on stage. Well, it, it makes sense. You've worn a blue dress? Actually, I'm yes, trying to I, you did wear a blue dress. Yes, actually, I've worn a blue dress. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, no, what? Yeah, no, I have, I have, I've definitely. Worn, I've, that's so interesting. So it, this is pretty much a, a it's completely that should be our died next away. show, bosom buddies. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely died away. Um, yeah, no, the blue dress on stage thing. So apparently it was because, and this is, is it really Don't wear fun. blue or don't wear a blue dress? Don't wear a blue dress oh. is what the, the whole thing is. Like, don't put somebody in a blue dress. So it's, it is because, it, like most things in theater, it all harkens back to money. It's always about finance because, you know, the producers say have a say in it. So yeah. uh, apparently a long time ago, like even in Shakespeare's time, the color blue was very expensive. Like blue dye was mm. very expensive and it was kind of a hot commodity. So 
in order to get it, you'd have to spend a lot of money. So they told people like, oh, we can't put you in a blue dress because that's bad luck. Interesting. So that just kind of like caught on and eventually it, it became a superstition and then it's kind of died away again. Yeah, it's weird that in theater we have these superstitions that have lasted, you know, centuries. Yeah. Realistic. It's like, what? Well, I mean, our profession has been around for a long time. That's fair. A long time. Yes. So you think about that and it's it's like, well, I mean, we're they, they did this in 1599. I mean, we probably, we don't want to tempt fate. <laughs> like We should probably <laughs> at least just, you know, tip our hat to it at least. Right. Except for the blue dress thing, which I know I've put people in blue dresses. <laughs> yeah, you have. I mostly because I just learned about that thirty minutes ago. I was about to say, like, you, you have this like paper ago. in front of you, and I know you were just looking dare at you. stuff up. It's not paper; it's an envelope. Same thing. It's Don't the most even come notes I've ever seen you taken for this show. Well, I mean, I wanted to make sure there are so many superstitions. There, there are there. There's like, it's almost like an unfathomable amount. It's like, if we did all of this, mm-hmm. we would just be doing these like old, uh, it would never uh, kabuki end. theater shows. Oh my goodness. You know what the worst is though, is no theater. And I don't mean like pandemic. I mean, NOH. And if you like no theater, I just, maybe you can send me an email and explain to me why it's as great as it is, because it is, it is horrendous in my mind. And that was the absolute worst moment of my theater history career. For real? Learning. The worst moment? Of my theater history oh, career. Oh, theater history. Yeah. Okay. Worst moment of my life? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I felt it when I had to watch it. I In was my like, mind, this dude is spending 30 minutes to pick up a piece of paper he dropped? I can't handle this. I was processing How much you. drumming has <laughs> to happen for this dude to bend down and pick up that piece of paper? How much drumming? We're at intermission. He almost got it. He almost that, got the paper. Thirty minutes. That sounds like Christopher Waltz in um uh or Christoph Waltz in uh the beginning of Django Unchained when he's like <laughs> signing that paper for <laughs> Jamie Foxx's character, and it like takes for he takes the pen out and mm-hmm. he kind of looks at the paper, then he like that is the pen literally <laughs> that is the explanation of no theater. Who knew? Who knew that that was in Django Unchained? I just at that moment forgot who directed that. Oh my god. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. That was, uh, yeah. Who knew that Quentin Tarantino was such a no theater fan? Okay. So what's another superstition? Oh, well. I put on my podcast voice for some I, reason. I really love it. Whenever you start throwing in, it's like, it's great because in class, I try to get people to use their upper register all the time with their voice. And when you get on the podcast, you're like, hey, hey, here we are. I'm really great. I'm gonna do that's not fair because my voice is of a higher register than that yours. Is, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but so I caught myself what I was about Amanda. to say was um, about the next superstition. Mm. Yeah. Um, so have you heard? Because in all honesty, I hadn't heard about the uh, never lighting a trio of candles on stage. Like. Like you're never three supposed of the same to, candle to or write, three candles, period. Yeah, you're never supposed to light three candles on stage. Can you go above three? Yeah, I'm going to say no. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a trio of candles. What if you're in a play and it's of Jewish uh, origin and you're on like the third day? So of- basically you are asking me a hypothetical about a superstition I just <laughs> learned about. And I'm going to say <laughs> that it's bad luck. And okay. you should use LEDs. Okay. 
So a trio of candles, because having too many candles on stage means that you have that much more of a possibility of burning the theater down because theater fire is such a real scary thing, especially way back when, when the theaters used to have thatched roofs. Mm. Also, um, did you know how Shakespeare's theater burned down? You mean the the, the, the famous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, did you know how it burned down, actually? Because three, I didn't three know. Three candles? No, it wasn't three. <laughs> it actually wasn't three candles, oddly enough. It wasn't three candles. It was because they shot a cannon, like a real cannon. They shot it. What? I'm not. Yes. They shot a real cannon in the theater through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Can and, we please and it burned that in because, some way? <laughs> because the th- I mean, these are the same people that went and bought a bear, like an old bear with no teeth That's fair. for an exit. I mean, you have to think the amount that like like wine was was better for them to drink than water because they knew it wasn't going to poison them. At yeah. that, I mean, that's pretty much how Shakespeare died was from typhoid from bad water behind a pub. So, I mean, wine was better. So you have to think they might have been a little like an inebriated state. And they're like, you know, it would be great at the end of Henry the Eighth. It would be to shoot a real cannon. and it burned down could you imagine the most brilliant playwright in the world (laughs) could you imagine being at that performance like wow that was really loud that was crazy i think we need to leave do you you smell something (laughs) i think we gotta get out of here like we should get out of here they shot a cannon not because they shot a cannon (laughs) but because we smell fire Oh, this is ridiculous. We can't air this. I don't probably this not. This is not, you, none of this is you. So how do you feel about ghost lights? Are you talking about leaving the one light on? At yeah. The, yeah. So I feel like this I, one's pretty. I think that safety. It is, well, that's the thing. It's all about safety. But you have to think before people did ghost lights, the amount of people that hurt themselves just, I mean, I'm guilty of this, but I feel, I feel this sense of pride and I'm sure other people do, and this is why we have ghost lights. Whenever there is no ghost light, of being like, I know this theater like the back of my hand. I can turn that light off all the way from the back of the theater, and even though it's the last one, it's like I work it out in my brain. Like, I'm going to start at the the most convenient light that will get me to my car, and I'll go to the last one so that I have to walk the furthest in the dark. Yeah. Because I know that theater like the back of my hand. So how many people did this and just brutally hurt themselves and fell in the orchestra pit because they were idiots like me who does this all the time is a sense of pride. Mm. And that's why we have a ghost light. Enough to create the Enough superstition. Enough to create the superstition. <laughs> it makes me feel not so alone. So, yeah, they so the ghost light was mostly created from safety, but then this superstition caught on that it actually wards away evil spirits, that this light emanating from the center of the stage will keep bad spirits from entering this space so that we will be safe when we perform. But at the Fox, you have a permanent ghost light. The ghost of... Oh, no, that's just a ghost. It's not the... That light doesn't stay on all the time? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, sometimes it'll flick on, but we flip the breaker, so it doesn't oh. happen. We just oh. say that that's... Uh, sin- that, that's Franklin. Allen. Oh. <laughs> Look, every theater has a ghost. 
Every theater has a ghost, but I mean, the the Fox had some some real stuff going on. In what theater is the ghost of Cody? I mean, I would since as you stated earlier, I've been doing theater since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you were back. I'd like to say that didactic. I leave a little piece of myself everywhere. How about that? How's that make you feel? I'm so anyway. <laughs> Lord. This was terrible. This is why we need a number three. <laughs> that would have been a moment where Lexi would have at least been like, okay, we're moving on to the next No, topic. no, we would have been listening to a number three. <laughs> That's true. That is that is true. Okay. So then there's, of course, the peacock feather, which I think we can just breeze through. Evil eye. The peacock feather is about the evil eye at the tip of the feather that's supposed <clears> to, like, <throat> basically, they believe that the evil eye, if it's on stage, is looking at the audience, and it casts an evil spell that will make someone get hurt or cause misfortune and the show won't exist. I was in a show one time where this person was playing an evil witch and at the end of her wand, she had the the peacock feather, the evil eye. And I have never seen a director lose their mind (laughs) more than that moment when they walked out and like pulled that out. And they were like, like, oh, no, you 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 leave. You leave. You're not a part of this rehearsal at all. I'm incredibly guilty of that because I have been in plenty of shows. I mean, this kind of brings us to the the Scottish play in a way for me. The most famous of all of these superstitions, I think, probably in theater is the play that must not be named, which is the Scottish play, which is Macbethy, 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 Macbetharina. Macbeth. Macaroni Beth? Mac- macaroni and chicken wing and Beth. Um, don't <laughs> do it. get off TikTok. Don't do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, is, is the Scottish play. So I, I know personally I've had so many experiences with this show, and it's the one that everybody talks about the most. And the origin of it is pretty interesting because it, ha- it, it really takes place, you know, when Shakespeare wrote this, People were absolutely terrified of this play. I don't know if you've ever... I know that this is more probably my thing to research and geek out about than it is yours, but you probably know a little bit about I know. This. I know just kind of like the ancillary kind of knowledge of it where mm-hmm. you don't say it. You got to throw the salt over your shoulder. You got to run around in the theater or run outside. Yeah, everybody's kind of got their own cure, yeah. I think, where you got to spin around three times, spit, say a curse word, a line from Mary Wives of Windsor, and then you'd like run, up, run yeah. about your, your day. Um, I pretty much, and you scream a curse word. That's the other one. Did I say that? You I said that. I said that. <laughs> yeah, you said that. <laughs> I think you just love cursing enough to say two it's words. Like, listen, you're going to say some curse words. Um, but I, I mean, I have been in enough of, I, I've been in that show quite a bit. I've at least been in that show four times, which seems like a lot Yeah. to do a play. Um, and at least three of those times I played the same role. Oddly enough, which I just do not understand, um, but it is it is one of those plays that people seem like they want to tempt fate with, and so while they're doing it, yep. they'll kind of start to because they know the curse is looming over them. Mm-hmm. If they'll start to tempt fate and be like, "Ooh, what if we say it? What if we say? Ooh, because you know what? We could do this, and we could say this." And I have I have been in the show where somebody was like, "All right, well, let's just see," and then they say the name of the 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 play. And half of the cast doesn't even know because the show's already started and the play is just ruined for everyone, (laughs) not for just the people that it's not. So to me, that's not like a placebo effect. It's not a, 
hey, oh, okay, so you you did this. Now we all know it. So now we're we're doing this. Like, like you know, I don't know why all this bad stuff is happening. Exists exa- exactly. It's the like play self, that shouldn't have happened. Self profil- Yeah, self, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> self fulfilled. <laughs> self. <laughs> Self-fulfilled. Self-fulfilled prophecy <laughs> is what I wanted to say. Self-fulfilled prophecy. Um, yeah, so we, like, I remember being in the show, and I, I had the the line about the, um, oh, my goodness, now I can't remember it. It's touting how many times I've been in the show, and I can't even remember the line. Basically saying that the night was, the night was angry or something like talking about how the sky came to life and there was flashes and the earth shook and all this stuff um, on the night whenever Mac kills um, Duncan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Lennox and Angus and Ross come out and they have this conversation. And while I was doing that, the lights went schizo. I mean, they just went like crazy. There's lights were flashing everywhere. And honestly, I thought it was the director of the play trying to mess with me, trying to get me into a place of being like, oh, <laughs> like really trying to shock my system. How, how good is he? Yeah. How good is he? Can, like, I want to shock him into this. Like, I really want him to feel like the sky came alive. And that wasn't the case. Like, the light board just went nuts. And through that performance, there was just, like, people got injured. There was blood. There was a moment in the fight where I was fighting with somebody, and I went to envelop their sword, which is whenever you do that, like, famous, like, swirl around Mm -hmm. thing. And I went to envelop their sword, and whenever I slung it away, their sword left their hand, and it pierced a seat between two people. Oh, had I, I told you that story before? Yes. It was terrifying. It pierced the seat between two people, and you heard it like, bah, 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 oh. like, like a cartoon. <laughs> like the thing and in the, the door. And the two people look stop. at the, yeah, the two, <laughs> the door stop. Um, yeah, the two people on either side of it just like look down at it, and that's like, uh, what do you do? Because you're in this massive battle. Look at the sword. Oh, Look at each gosh. other. That's look back at you, and you're just like. So, they, so I went and I grabbed the sword and screamed at the dude I was supposed to kill. And we took off running through the vom, and I was like, "What in the world is going on?" And there was just so many, so many things happened in that performance, and it was we were honestly scared. Mac and and uh, McDuff were having their fight, and their swords hit, and a spark flew, and it fell down to the stage where they had erosion cloth and paint to make it look really cool, and it caught fire. It was nuts. Nuts. It's what you get for having three candles lit. <laughs> there was no candles. <laughs> it was two swords and an idiot that said the, the, the bad word that he shouldn't have said. And, you know, I've heard other stories and I've seen things where people like Banquo got stabbed through the hand um, because he said it. And then he not. Well, I can't say because he said it. That's probably not right. <laughs> but he did say it. And then he got stabbed in the hand in his murder scene. And then he had to leave and go to the hospital and get all these stitches. And then he when he went home, his house had burned down. And that's not a that's not a lie. So I just am like, you know what? Even if it's not real, let's just give it some grace. Let's just give it its time. So your story was really heavy, and it reminded me of this. <laughs> and that is moment. that why you tried to like, almost laugh outside of the microphone mm-hmm. so nobody could I tried hear. to look away because it was like, like I can't laugh at a burnt down house. Really bad. Like I was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I set you up pretty well comedically, though. Yeah. Yada yeah. da da yada da da. Horrible thing. You expect to laugh. It's Ooh. really bad. Yeah. I let it kind of like die on the vine a little bit. Um, but someone had said it during we were doing arsenic and old lace, and uh, your your uh, lightboard story had reminded oh, yeah. me of this. 
I was the cop who was like trying to be the playwright who is pitching this thing and he's tied up. Which in is the, moment. the weirdest part. And, and this is, is saying something. The weirdest part of Arsenic and Old Lace is makes, the cop that's a playwright. It makes no sense. Now, but every time I watch it, I will always laugh at that guy. Oh, it's hysterical. It <laughs> but is it doesn't make any sense. the funniest part in the show. And, you know, there's that part where, like, the lights go down because he's telling a long story. And then it's like, mm. yada, yada, yada. You move on, right? The lights never went down. <laughs> So you're like, just I then have to write this play, create a whole narrative of what this play is, and I look up at the sound, the sound, uh, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, the, the the light guy, and he's like pressing buttons. Every button, his arms are like flailing, and it's like that that board isn't going off. Yeah, it's at never all. gonna happen. And then come to find out, someone had said, you know, the McBee word. Mm. Well, I would just talk it up to that. That's what I would. Say. Yeah, I was. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, well, at least I know I have a story in the back that's, of my mind. That's true. That can relate to this. <laughs> because when you get to the beginning of that, and then the cut to get to the end of it, it makes no sense. <laughs> but you have to make it make sense in between the 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 lines there. That's a nightmare. I mean, well, so the the origin of all of this is that, you know, Shakespeare had written these things in a time where people were really afraid of witches. Mm. And so these three witches come out for the double, double toil and trouble. Yeah. 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 Burn and cauldron bubble, all that stuff. And while they're on stage, people are hearing these incantations and actually in, in most productions of it, unless you have a good director that cuts it, Hecate is in there. And so people are thinking that this like, mm, this demon is showing up that controls the witches and it's this huge scene in there. Normally I, I, I feel like on a, in a good production of Mac, that scene's not in there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just kind of like, Oh, we didn't really need this. Um, but for those witches to come out and to do these incantations, people thought that they were real. Yeah. And so they, they almost felt like they were throwing out these curses and they saw, and to be honest, like Mac is a very, it's really hard to watch that show and find any redeemable quality because it is all just blood, 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 blood for blood. And there's, it's hard to find the good. Yeah. And so like, why would we want to do this evil play in a way? And, um, and in it, we have these witches conjuring these demons. So I think people then just begin to believe it. And then the superstition goes that the guy who played Mac at the time in the very original production of Shakespeare died in the middle of the play yeah. in a sword fight. So they believe that the play is cursed. Also, the play was supremely popular, like very popular, and everybody had done it. And so everybody was doing this play over and over again. And so they felt like if somebody said the name of that play, it would mean that the new play that they were doing was going to fail and they would have to close it and do that show. Yeah. So that was kind of like a whole other thing. But it's more fun to believe the evil spirit stuff. Right. It's kind of like that that thing about when you tell a joke, it's, uh, oh, what it, what it, what is the, 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 the actual term? It's like... Uh, where you, where you do something or you, you say something too many times and it doesn't repetition. quite land. Uh, you're, you're, well, yeah, repetition. But it's, it's like the... Uh, it fell the, flat. The dividends don't pay when you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. 
Yeah, well, there's the the rules of comedy that you get three unless you're Mel Brooks, and yeah. then you get four to ten. Or you're Seth uh, <laughs> McFarlane, and then you do it so much that it becomes funny again. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like that. Um, oh, I don't remember this story well enough to tell it, but there is this. Uh, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, your eyebrows went to your I, hairline. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them did anyway. Um, so <laughs> the. <laughs> the um, Oh, who's the guy that did um, that TV show where he's the last man on earth? And I believe it was called Last oh, Man on Earth. Oh, yes, it was Last Man on Earth. And it was that guy and the girl that did that show that plays his wife. And then also she's in Flight of the Concords. They toured this show where they just sang this song, like a piece of a song where they said the same verse over and over again. And I can't remember the verse, but they would just say these same six words over and over again. And they would never, there was no variation. Yeah. No variance. And they would just keep going and keep going. And they said that they would watch. Diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. Yes. The law of diminishing returns. The more you do it, the, the less funny it becomes until you, I guess you You do get it to so a point much. where it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And that's what these people did. They did this, this two person show where they would do this song for literally 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Of the same six words over and over again. And people they said that they would watch the audiences go from being like, well, this is weird, to being like, oh, I don't like this, to laughing, to anger, to laughing, to absolutely furious, to like pee their pants laughing. Yeah. And they can't stand it anymore because it's just like you don't expect it. <laughs> that, that reminds me of the, uh, have you ever watched Arrested Development? Yeah, I watched the first couple of seasons of it, but so it's the been first so three long. seasons, they have that character where before they before Netflix, yeah, 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 adopt the um the 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 Asian kid, and he's like An Young, An Young. Yeah, I don't remember Han this Young. at all. Oh, well, he keeps <laughs> repeating that phrase, which is like hello or something and whatever, mm -hmm. and like Jessica Lang's character. Whoa, Jessica Lang! Now I would have loved to see Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang in that show. I would have loved that. That would have been really awesome. Who was it? It wasn't Jessica Lang, but it was the mother and her first real life name is The mother Jessica. that just winks with one blinks yes. with one eye. Yes, 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 yes. Well she she it, it gets to the point where at the end of the third season he says, Anyang and she looks at him with such vitriol and I was in <laughs> tears laughing. It's like that was the longest payoff. Yes. I was, I was playing the long game. They played the long game from season one all the way to the end of season three. That's beautiful. Yeah. So what's another? Uh, that was your neck. I'm so sorry. I see that. I'm I see so that. Sorry. On it the sound read waves. through the yes. microphone. Oh yes. my god, that's embarrassing. This is. We can't use any of this. Probably not. Um, but we're having a good time. So the other one is whistling backstage. Did you know about that? That's Chris. brand new information. Well, I shall tell you about this, Christophanopoulos. So whistling <laughs> backstage is all about like before there were hydraulics or, you know, counterweight systems, they would have people backstage running the fly systems and the way that they would communicate with themselves instead of having like a clear calm, they would whistle to each other like a sailor, you know, really? they would, yeah. So they would whistle to each other. And so if an actor was to whistle, then it would be bad luck because a sandbag or a drop could just 
fall at any minute because maybe they mm. whistled the tune for line set 32 is going to go all the way down. And so it would go straight down to the floor. I appreciate that you that thought I was specific about a line set. A whole tune would be for line set 32. I mean, yeah, like. <laughs> oh, that's the Jeopardy theme. That must be line 32. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's what that was. That's what that's all about. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, and I had heard that of like because I am weird and I do strange things. So every once in a while, I would whistle. Yeah, I'm I'm strange and I also weird. Uh, I whistled the uh, the Robin Hood fi- tune. The do 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 do. Oh yeah. Beat up, beat up, oh, is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's the hamster dance. That's totally <laughs> different. So then there's also the never give. Flowers before a performance. Are you talking about an actor or a director? Ooh, that's a really great. Because I think there's that like. So you're one never supposed to. Well, no, you're never supposed to give an actor or anyone flowers before opening night because it's like a jinx. Oh. So you like give them the gift before they've actually like. You deserved. did a good job. Here's this yeah. thing before Here's you this thing before you performed. <laughs> And then there's the thing of you should give like the graveyard flowers, the dead flowers to a director when the show closes. Do you think that that's because actors are so ill paid that they went and grave robbed flowers? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd like to think that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But. Could actually, you imagine bringing flowers actually, to a show? I think, and this someone does on a, a bad job. I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so here you go. When a theater production closes, it is considered good luck to give the director a bouquet of flowers stolen from a graveyard. So it is actually stolen from a graveyard. How dare they? Could you imagine this macabre symbolic gesture? Theater folk love their symbolism. Obvious that was in parentheses, by the way. Sorry, I just read that, <laughs> but I'm reading. reading it in read time, real time. Um, obviously denotes the end of a production. It's death. Historically, actors did not make a lot of money. So one might assume that this was an inexpensive <laughs> way to say thank you to their director while buttering him up. For the next round of auditions. Oh my god. That's gotta be the best one. Yes. We don't make any money. You know what? We gotta get him something. <laughs> or we're never gonna get <laughs> we're never gonna get hired again. What do we do? Oh, well, there's a graveyard nearby. Oh let's go steal <laughs> let's go steal these flowers. <laughs> you know there was one dude that did it. Like one time somebody did it, and other people were like, Man, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is symbolic of the death of our show. Here Could you, you imagine go. Harrison Ford giving Steven Spielberg <laughs> some grave robbed flowers? I was thinking more like like I was going straight to Lawrence Olivier is where I was thinking. Of. <laughs> Just like some. Now that would be something. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Francis Ford Coppola used him in like all of his movies. Godfather. Mm-hmm. The cotton ball guy. Oh, uh, no, I know who you're talking about. I want you to find it. This is probably not something that's that's really good for a podcast to sit and wait for someone to find his name. He also uh, played 
he 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 screams Stella. You're you're telling me this because you also don't know the yeah, name. I don't know the name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it. You said it, so of course I can't remember oh, it. Oh, he's so famous. I know. In film, and he's like. There's like literally nothing there. I'm not even trying to remember. He, he it. is brilliant, but I, I keep remembering Coppola uh, because he's. I know he drank his Coke bottles weird. Yes. And he showed up to Apocalypse Now as like this crazy overweight character for no reason other than he wanted to do it. And he went to court because of murder. What was there was like this crazy murder. He was in this murder oh. trial. I actually have to look this up. This is going to bother me. This is uh, driving me crazy. Obviously, and you know what's sad is that if this stays in, people are screaming at us right now. The, 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 the name of this us. actor, and I cannot And believe. we are ignorant. If we could hear you, we would also answer it. That's mm. what I have to say. Because, to be honest, if I re-listen to this, Marlon Brando. I just needed the first bit. That's uh. not fair. Marlon. I knew Marlon Brando from the beginning. Just want everybody to know. <laughs> That we both knew who he was. We named everything this actor did. We knew who he was. Yeah. He was. He went to the Actors Academy with with Marilyn Monroe. I bet you didn't know that. Bet you did. Bet you didn't know that. I love that you're doing this like Kermit the Frog <laughs> sipping his tea thing, and I was like, mm, I don't think that's a superstition. Bet you didn't, um, hmm, bet you didn't know uh, mm, Cody Marlon the, uh, the uh, Brando. Look at us. Kermit the Frog. We need to stop this. We've seriously, like, this is not a spooky episode anymore. We've made this so ridiculous. What's another spooky thing? Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> have you seen, speaking of Happy Halloween, have you ever seen, obvious, oh, this is, oh, this is so ridiculous. We shouldn't even have a podcast. Have you seen Tim Curry's Halloween video where he was this warlock and he yes. sings this yes. Halloween video. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I look forward to it every October. I'm like, somebody's going to post it and I'm going to remember it. And it's going to make me laugh. Cause I'm going to watch the whole thing. It's so weird. Every time you have to watch the entire. And then it. lately I saw this interview with him and it made me so sad because I just, I just saw him and I was like, I'm so, like getting old. Really, really sucks. Oh, is this the one where he was talking about like, uh, what scares you the most? And he's like, memes. Cause yeah, they, memes. Yeah. 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 I was like, man, I know that you've gone through <laughs> some stuff and that you are, I know that you are like older and you've had some illness. Yeah. But I like, think he had oh. like a stroke or two or something. After watching that video, I would agree. I don't know anything for facts, but like that was rough. That was, I was, I felt really bad for him. It's like, this is also, I felt bad that like, who were these people? Because the interview I was watching is like, these people shouldn't be interviewing Tim Curry. Yeah, because they were that like... That would be like if we interviewed Tim Curry. <laughs> we don't have any reason to we invite him to this podcast. Not at all the credentials I mean, apparently we him. can. After I watched that, I was yeah. like, man, we, we have stickers. We are more qualified than them. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they don't even have stickers. No. So what were you saying? I, I it was just I was gonna talk about the video, but you're you're absolutely right. So what's another superstition? Lord, I don't I think we actually made it all the way through all the ones. Did we? There is some stuff about not having a mirror on stage that I remember. Yeah. And that's mostly because if the spotlight hits it wrong, then it could blind your actors. I've seen people use mirrors and they'll like put the uh But I think that's pretty hairspray much yeah, like all over it, yeah. You just I think use that's a pretty much a, it. a tactic to cover it. Yeah. But I mean yeah, I've, I've I've had mirrors on stage. Nothing yeah. bad's ever happened. But I haven't also believed that a mirror would make anything happen. 
I think it's interesting that both of us have seen a superstition play out like in real time. Now, I have seen a show with a peacock feather on stage and afterwards left thinking, yep, they should not have <clears> had that. They, that's what did it. Were you in it or were you No, no, watching? I watched it okay. from the audience and I was like, why is this show so bad? Like, it is not clicking. And I looked up and I was like, oh, look at that decoration. All those peacock feathers. Well, what do you do? Do you think if you have enough evil eyes, they like negate one another? Like two two negatives I think make a positive. That that's absolutely not true. I think it just okay. makes it twenty billion times worse. It's like two less. But it does give me some ideas to send some peacock feathers to some people. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, listen, this podcast was sponsored by Bib and Tucker. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and if you would like Bib and Tucker, you should look them up because they're a, um, according to their label, leathery and vanilla flavored. Um, so I think it's what I will say this. I think it's really awesome that in theater that we've this business, this profession or whatever it is that we do has been around for so long that we have these really cool, strange traditions. Like, I really like it. I kind of geek out on it sometimes. Oh, yeah. And being at this point where I have actually experienced some of them and I'm like, no, but for real, you need to respect it. I think that's kind of cool yeah. because I also remember the the person that was just learning them for the first time and thought they were ridiculous. Oh, dude, it is so awesome to see because I remember being that person, seeing someone for the first time, hear those things and they like look at you with that skepticism. And you're like, don't worry, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You're going to know. Yeah. And and just it, don't tempt fate with me when exactly. I'm in your show. Do it with somebody else. And what's crazy is I don't subscribe nor prescribe any of that, but I abide by the rules for yeah, whatever reason. I mean, I I think I probably believe in it way more than you do. Well, I I know for mm -hmm. a fact I believe in it way more than you do. Um, but I I mean I also am the type of person that just the experiences that I've had, I just I do think I think it, that there are other things out there at work. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It, it's just, it, it is it is an interesting thing and kind of scary and cool. Right. Which, you know, why not just give theater another cool point? Yes. Mm -hmm. Give it a spooky. Mm -hmm. I tried the cookie crisp thing and then I bailed. The cookie crisp? That yeah, was a something thing. Spooky crisp. That was but then it was like, I have nothing after. That was more like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like Count Dracula. <laughs> he says spooky crisp. Ah, 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 ah. One podcast. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, well, all right, everyone. This has yeah, been. This probably just needs to go away. <laughs> hey, you've all been great. If you're still here, we did it. And if we you have any questions through. for Cody to ask, to then me you that should. Are just oddball, you should just look Chris McDowell up on any social media platform and message him. And, and he it will is McDoes well on McDow Twitter. <laughs> Facebook and McDoeswell will relay everything to me. To to him, yes. Because yes. you know what, this has been a uh, scene, and that was ah, Cody, ah, ah. and that was a crease. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs>